You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inspire FN. My name is Esther um, Olasahinde of Liberty Law Solicitors, and welcome to the Ask Your Lawyer show. On mic two, I believe, we have Dean Garrett. Hi, Dean. Hello, listeners. It's Dean here from Liberty Law Solicitors. How are you? And we have on mic four, Shane Crawford of Five Paper Buildings. Hi. Hi. It's actually Five Paper Chambers. Five Paper Chambers. Apologies. Apologies. So how are you guys all doing today? Well... I've had a easy journey up here. It's a pleasure to come and chat a little bit about some of the issues that must be facing employees and mm. employers today. Mm-hmm. Looking to Dean here to uh, decipher some of the thorny issues that must arise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Well, today our topic is going to be quite vast, so we'll try and cover as much as we can um, in the hour. So basically, this topic impacts quite a lot of employees. It covers maternity leave and shared parental leave. And as you can manage, this is as you can imagine, this is a vast topic today. So we'll be touching upon what actually is maternity leave and what is shared parental leave, um, and your, the rights you have as a father and a mother. Um, in the latter part of the show, we will be discussing two important recent cases. So please stay tuned. Um, if you do want to call in, if you have any questions, you can call us on 01582 481 822. So let's get started. Um, so let's start off by saying actually what is maternity leave? Dean, would you like to take that up? Yeah, uh, maternity leave, uh, I'm sure it's a uh, a common concept that many people have come across mm. in their employment. It's essentially uh, pay time off for the mother, um, which which en- enables up to 39 weeks mm. uh, annual leave in order to care for their child. Okay. And can you take maternity... Is maternity leave after, before the child is So born? you can take it up, uh, I believe, 10 weeks, is it, prior to the um, child being born mm-hmm. and thereafter. Okay. Anything to add, Shane? Or? Well, no, there's the option now of additional maternity leave. Okay, so more time off. Yes. Okay. It basically brings you up to the 52-week the Week mark. pay. Um, but that does not mean that you will get paid mm-hmm. the same amount as if you had worked. Mm. Um, and that's down to what the contract states mm-hmm. between the employer and employee. But you will be entitled to something at the very minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, statutory maternity pay. Okay. Um, And you mentioned pay. How much actually is statutory maternity pay? So it depends. um, Statutory is £146.68 for a week. Okay. Um, You have to be earning a minimum of £118 a week in order to qualify for it. Okay. Um, But it really depends because for a lot of people on contractual maternity pay, you'll be receiving majority of your wages under Mm -hmm. the contract. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, what exactly is shared paternity leave? Because I think that's going to be the bread and butter. Shared parental leave. Um, The concept is that um, caring for the newborn child Mm -hmm. um, can be shared between the mother Mm. and her partner. Um, doesn't matter man or woman, mm-hmm. but essentially the non-birthing partner yeah. can be given leave 
by his or her employer to care for mm-hmm. um, the newborn child. That can't happen for the first two weeks after birth. Okay. Um, it must be that the, the mother has maternity leave for at least two weeks. Okay. Um, but thereafter, she can essentially give up her maternity leave, mm-hmm. go back to work, and share that parent, shared parental leave mm-hmm. with her partner mm-hmm. to care for the child. Um, okay. And it's essentially a European directive-driven law Okay. Which um, sought to encourage both parents Mm -hmm. to care for the child. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it was also addressing potentially a stereotypical um, character trait Mm. that has manifested itself that it's always the mum, Mm -hmm. mother, who will be taking time off work Mm -hmm. to care for the newborn child, which, Mm. of course, immediately after giving birth, there are a multitude of medical reasons why. Yeah. But there's no reason why thereafter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Just want to put this in again, guys. This is a uh, a discussion, so if you do have any questions or any inquiries or any even additions please do call us i'll put the number again 01582481822 okay so we've just had shane discuss a bit on shared maternity leave pet you can you can you can interrupt me it's fine shared parental leave apologies i'll get that right i'll note that down um so is there actually a difference in regards to the pay with statutory maternity well, um, one of the things I think we'll be touching on towards the end of the programme is that it, it is not unusual for the, the mother to have in the contract mm-hmm. of employment clearly stated what she will be paid when she goes on maternity leave. And that yeah. is generally, mm-hmm. not always, but generally that is significantly better than mm-hmm. the bare minimum of statutory maternity pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it will be determined by that document mm. as, to, as to what she will receive. Mm-hmm. Um, for shared parental leave, yeah. very often uh, the contracts of employment state that all the non-birthing partner will receive is the statutory minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've stated probably part of our discussion will be tonight whether that's fair or mm, not mm. okay dean would you like to interject or add anything all i would say is uh, the statutory allowance is the same for both maternity and shared parental pay okay uh, so it's either 146 pounds or 90 percent of your av- weekly average wage mm-hmm. whichever is lowest mm-hmm. okay okay um so how does uh shared parental leave work in practice because obviously the man and the woman or the partner giving birth um having the child Mm. um they may not work in the same um company so does that have any effect or is it quite straightforward there has to be an application by both parents Mm -hmm. to their respective employers Mm -hmm. um identifying that 
um, first they want to do the shared parental leave. Yeah. Um, and also identifying that their partner is in effect giving up their maternity leave to mm -hmm. go back to work. Yeah. And that they then are going to take on the caring role. Mm -hmm. um, the, I mean, the, the nuts and bolts of it are that that is a written application or it's all on notice mm -hmm. so that both sets of employers know what's going on. Yeah. I, I'm not implying that the two employers communicate with each other mm, yeah. necessarily, yeah. but um, it's normally put on an official footing in that way, mm -hmm. in my experience. Okay. Um, do you know any interjections? Uh, all I would add is it's only applicable to um, employees per se. Mm. Um, Say so for there is an exception uh, when it comes to one partner being in um, as an employee and someone who may be self-employed. Mm -hmm. So it's always worth looking at whether you fall into any of the exceptions. But yeah. there are a minimum time span on which, as an employee, you must have worked prior mm, to was, being entitled. Okay, because I was going to go on to say, um, how do you become eligible to now go on shared paternal, not paternal, parental, parental leave? Uh, it is 26 weeks. 20, uh, so you would have had to have worked for your employee? For up to 26 weeks, and okay. that has to be 15 weeks before the um, uh, before the mother is to give birth mm -hmm. to the child. Okay. Or for adoption to take place. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So moving on, when it comes to maternity discrimination, could you just highlight some instances as to how someone can become um, can be discriminated against when it comes to maternity leave? Because I just want to set the foundation for our listeners. Well, before well the, we... the classic scenario mm -hmm. is that um, the, the financial burden to a small employer mm -hmm. um, is sometimes a latent reason to, in effect, dismiss the the mother. Mm -hmm. um, now, this can arise in, in different types of scenarios. Yeah. Um, the most common is that the position is made redundant, the mm -hmm. role that's being fulfilled by the mother who's going on maternity leave or is on maternity leave. Mm -hmm becomes redundant um, and, and that can be legitimate mm. or it can be a sham yeah and by that I mean uh, redundancy is a, a a fair way of dismissing an individual if indeed there has been a diminution or a reduction of the need for that type of work in the business mm -hmm. in that role and it's not uncommon for that to arise because somebody is off work. Yeah. Their workload is shared amongst the colleagues mm -hmm. and the employer thinks, well, I had employed this person. Yeah. They've gone on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. We've shared the, the workload and in actual fact that role, we don't need that role anymore. Mm -hmm. But of course... If you go on maternity leave, there are certain rights that you have that yeah. you can come back to mm -hmm. and the same or an equ equivalent standing job. But um, there have been instances uh, in cases where I've been involved mm. where it's just the simple fact that 
the employer is told that um, there's someone who is going to go off work, they're going to have to pay them potentially a full wage for a duration without mm. getting any work from them. Mm -hmm. And they dismiss them. Yeah. With, that's just direct discrimination. Mm -hmm. That will depend on the facts. And proving that, of course, will depend on the evidence that's, mm, that's available there. at the time. Because yeah. no employer in this modern day and age will mm. say, you're pregnant, then you're fired. Yeah. But they may, come up, they may come up with some excuse like, mm -hmm. well, we've been looking at your standard of work. We want to start a capability procedure. Mm -hmm. um, and suddenly the mother who has been providing good service with mm. no questions suddenly comes under scrutiny mm. and isn't f meeting the benchmark yeah. for example mm -hmm. and in those instances the um the mother has potentially very strong grounds for mm -hmm. saying you are choosing to dismiss me mm -hmm. because i am pregnant and i'm going to take maternity leave yeah it's a classic case of direct discrimination. Mm -hmm. But as I state, there are very, very few instances where it's as blatant yeah. as that. Mm -hmm. But if you look for the wood for the trees, mm -hmm. there are telltale signs that you think uh, this doesn't add up or it doesn't bear any scrutiny. Mm -hmm. um, and in one example, uh, a case that I was involved in for the mother who was going on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. um, she had been recruited after a difficult and stringent selection process mm -hmm. with interviews, etc., etc. She was welcomed into the firm. Yeah. Um, she knew she was in the early stages of pregnancy, mm -hmm. but she hadn't had her first scan. Okay. Which... Again, nobody announces it generally yeah. until mm. that has happened to ensure the health of the unborn child, etc., yeah. etc. Mm -hmm. She had her scan on the evening of her first day of work. Okay. She told her employer the good news the next day. Mm -hmm. And within 10 days, she had been dismissed. Oh, goodness. Um, and she had the wisdom when she went into the meeting with the um, employer yeah. to take a contemporaneous note or a note immediately after the meeting mm -hmm. of what was discussed. Um, and again, this is more to do with litigation than yeah. employment law, but it was fairly compelling evidence mm -hmm because there was no reason for her to lie. Yeah. She had provided this um, and it contained certain statements by her employer, mm -hmm. which falsified her assertion that you're doing this to me because I've told you that I'm pregnant. Yeah. Not necessarily because of my capability to do the job. Mm -hmm. But those are unusual situations. Yeah. Was that a successful claim? It was, yes. oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just want to break it down for our listeners because I know we've dealt with discrimination before, but I feel like sometimes, you know, Dean, we work together, we get some calls where people may give us a scenario and then we'd say that might not fall under direct discrimination. So could you just break down exactly what direct 
and indirect discrimination is and if you can touch upon what the term protected characteristics are. Sure. Uh, just before I do, I just wanted to echo what Shane was saying before. The I know we're, I don't want to go too much off topic about litigation, but it's in my experience, a lot of um, clients, potential clients who call, mm-hmm. don't understand the importance of record keeping. Exactly. And the importance of minutes and emails. And that is crucial, particularly after being dismissed when your email account might be, you know, Sus- taken away, yeah. suspended. Um, so it's key, you know, if you suspect something's going wrong or you're not, you know, happy with the way things are going with your employees mm-hmm. to keep an, you know, chronological record. Yes. It helps a lawyer very much in doing an assessment of the case. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to your original question, um, direct discrimination. Yes, please. It, uh, the example given by Shane is probably a very good example. It's clear cut. It is, I'm causing you less favourable treatment because of your protected characteristics. Now, mm-hmm. we talk about protected characteristics. There are nine of them, and they range from, um, well, maternity, mm-hmm. gender, um, sexual orientation will be one, um, equal pay, it's like race, religion, race, religion, yeah. so forth. Um, but then, and that's often the most simplest heading: mm, direct mm. discrimination. Uh, but then we'll move on to indirect discrimination, mm-hmm. which is a bit more harder to to explain. Okay. Um, do you want me to elaborate? No, no. I think you're doing a yeah. good job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so indirect discrimination is a disadvantage given to a a group of individuals Mm -hmm. often who share the same protected characteristic Mm -hmm. and I may have to give a very crude example in order to explain this Um, so we often refer to it as a practice policy or criteria criterion put in place which disadvantages this unique group Mm -hmm. okay a group that shares the same protected characteristic so for example if I um, during this radio station put in a policy whereby I ban all head garments Mm -hmm. On the face of it, it applies to everyone equally. Mm. Uh, but certainly if you were from a certain religious background mm-hmm. where uh, the wearing of a head garment is, you know, uh, important to you, mm-hmm. it would discriminate against you. Yeah. Um, so at that point, that would be an, uh, indirectly a policy that discriminates against a particular group of individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and often what a tribunal will look to is if you can identify what that indirect um, discrimination the policy or practice put in place by Mm -hmm. an employer they will look to see is there a justification um so is it legitimately proportionate Mm -hmm. does it uh, a proportionate in sorry in order to uh, um, achieve a legitimate aim so is that policy in place to achieve something um which is legitimate to Mm -hmm. the employer okay yeah Yeah, i think i mean uh, uh, maybe a another example would be if you were um, applying for one of the police forces mm. and there was a height restriction. Yeah. So you could only successfully apply if you're five foot 11. Mm-hmm. Now, on average, men are taller than women. Mm, okay, yeah. So that would, as Dean rightly identifies, it's a, it's a provision which is fairly neutral. Mm-hmm. It applies to everybody. But because of that particular criterion, there would be a significant number of female applicants mm. who could not comply with that. Yeah. And it's as simple as that, really. It's just, and unless the 
employer who is applying such a criterion or a practice or a provision mm -hmm. can demonstrate well this is really necessary yeah and all that we are doing is just which is that which is necessary nothing mm. more mm. it is therefore proportionate to what is considered a legitimate aim mm -hmm. then they can justify it but again that will be subject to the scrutiny of a tribunal yeah. to decide those factors is that is your aim legitimate mm -hmm. and is the means by which you're achieving that aim strictly necessary is it proportionate mm -hmm. okay <clears throat> so when it comes to um shared parental leave how does discrimination now tie in because now we have two people that have the responsibility of a child and possibly two separate organizations that they are now employees in so how does that come in um it's been raised in recent times mm -hmm. because the partner who did not give birth, mm -hmm. I use the expression non-birthing partner, yeah. feels that when they take shared parental leave mm -hmm. and their employer pays only the statutory minimum, mm. the argument is, well, if I was going on maternity leave, mm. I would enjoy contractual maternity leave pay. Yeah. And that's far higher than the um, statutory minimum, which mm -hmm. you, you're paying me. Yeah. And what has been argued is, given that the non-birthing partner mm -hmm. is taking time off work to go and care for the child, yeah. which is essentially what the mother who's given birth is giving up mm -hmm. to go back to work that by not paying them the same amount of pay as contractual maternity leave pay mm -hmm. they are being either directly discriminated against or indirectly discriminated mm -hmm. against mm -hmm. um, and it, it will probably be something that we'll go into in greater depth um, a little bit later mm -hmm. maybe after the break yeah um, but essentially that has been what the arguments have been advanced thus far. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dean, would you like to add anything or I can... Well, I think one thing we should get across is that the shared parental leave is quite a recent concept mm -hmm. when we're looking at this. It was introduced in 2015. Okay, so quite recent. And I'm not sure many employ you know, employees are really aware of their mm -hmm. rights here. Mm -hmm. And this is something that they need to be more aware of and, and certainly exploring mm -hmm. um, because it does offer a lot of benefits. Yeah. Um, and the benefit, main benefit, is the flexibility in order on how you can split up the uh, leave between both parents. Mm -hmm. And often you can do that in blocks. And you can often have a, uh, a situation where um, either six months one pa parent is off mm -hmm. and the other six months in the first year of the child's birth is off. Yeah. Or in the first year where it's split 
where both parents are off for the first six months. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you know, a new parent or, you know, a new addition to the family, Mm -hmm. such a degree of flexibility offers a, you know, huge advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly this radio show that we've put on today is just to show that there there is this, to highlight, yes, there are cases here Mm -hmm. uh, in which we're going to come on to discrimination, but mainly to to allow people to know it is out there and they should be inquiring with the employers Mm -hmm. and looking up what the policy is and, you know, considering it because you do have to put notice in mm-hmm. so you know how much how many people are actually taking advantage of this but, opportunity but also for employers to yeah. realize that this is a legal obligation mm. and if <clears throat> for, if there isn't a policy or some sort of provision within the employment contract mm. it's something that really should be addressed as a matter of some urgency yeah okay um, well, we're coming close to the end, but if one of you, either Shane or Dean, if you could just summarise what we've done uh, in the first half. So just for the listeners that maybe could be tuning in, we will be back after the break shortly. Um, but this, let me just explain, this is the Ask Your Lawyer show. I am with Shane Crawford and Dean Garrett, and we are discussing shared parental leave. So if you'd like to just summarise the first half. Yeah, okay. So what we did was we had a look at what maternity leave was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then proceeded on to moving on uh, what the difference between maternity leave and shared parental leave is. Mm-hmm. Maternity leave is a statutory right Yes. Um, in order for a mother to take um, up to uh, 39 weeks, but with the option of an additional leave, bringing mm-hmm. it up to a year, uh, but not in all cases are you paid for it. Yeah. Um, shared parental leave is if a... Um, the mother birthing Martha um, puts in early notice Mm -hmm. the leave the 52 weeks that she may be eligible for she can split it with her partner Mm, okay Um, and then we moved on to discrimination which I'll let Shane I think I'll stop you there Shane because we do have the break is going to be coming up shortly (laughs) so please 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 join us after the break we'll be discussing more cases regarding shared parental leave and we'll see speak to you soon The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Inspire FM. You are listening to Esther Olasahinde of Liberty Law Solicitors, and I will be hosting the Ask Your Lawyer segment of tonight. On mic two, I have Dean Garrett of Liberty Law Solicitors. Hello, listeners. And on mic four, I have Shane Crawford of Five Paper Chambers. So thank you guys again for joining us. Um, If you're just listening, if you're just tuning in, we're doing a segment on employment law and shared paternal leave. So um, Shane, this is something that you do on a regular basis. Are you just strictly employment um, counsel? I That's my specialism. Mm -hmm. Um, And when Dean and I were discussing maybe what to to do on this show this evening Mm -hmm. um i suggested this because there's been recent case law um arising out of one of the issues Mm -hmm. related to shared parental leave Mm -hmm. um and if the listeners missed the first half of the show just in summary um dean was going through what the various rights are for um the partner of a mother who is taking maternity leave Mm -hmm. and there is now facility to share that maternity leave such that the mother can go back to work Mm. but her partner can take time off from 
his or her employment mm -hmm. in order to look after the newborn child. Um, and this can occur pretty much at any stage apart from the initial two weeks after birth. Okay. Is there any, sorry to interrupt, is there any reason as to why it has to be two weeks or we're not sure? Um, well, it's law, but mm. also <laughs> the, the what underpins it is just the fact that um, giving birth uh, means that the mother will be, not always, but generally speaking, um, could be vulnerable medically mm, okay. and physically. Yeah. Um, and it's felt that regardless of whether the mother wants to come back to work at mm -hmm. that stage or mm -hmm. not, um, it, it is right that the, the after birth two weeks should be at not least, yeah. <laughs> not coming back to work. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know I interrupted you, so please carry on. No, no. Uh, I was just saying that when Dean and I were discussing what possible topics we could mm. consider mm -hmm. for this evening's show um there has been uh, just recently um, a course of appeal case mm. looking at um, circumstances where the the right to shared parental leave mm -hmm. does not mean that um the parent be it a man or a woman mm -hmm. who is going to share that leave with the mother yeah. will be entitled to their contractual pay. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it comes as something of a shock yeah, because um, it, in principle, it, it's a very fair um, policy, mm -hmm. but um, households, and by that I mean that the parents of the newborn child mm -hmm. might be put off shared parental leave because um, there is no obligation on the employer mm -hmm. to pay the non-birthing partner mm. his or her contractual pay should yeah. he or she decide to take shared parental leave with the mother. Mm -hmm. And by that I mean the mother has decided, I, I want to go back to work. Mm -hmm. And um, I want my partner to take on the caring role. Mm -hmm. um, so the mother will, all being well, resume her normal salary. Mm -hmm. But the partner, if she or he decides to take parental leave, yeah. may have a sudden drop in income. In pay, yeah. um, and that is one of the thorny issues mm -hmm. which gave rise to these two cases which were heard together. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to go into loads and loads of detail in yeah. respect of them, but um, they were heard together. They were slightly different claims. Mm -hmm. um, the first was, uh, the title of it was Ali uh, against Capita. Okay. Uh, and in Mr. Ali's case, um, he the relevant policies as, insofar as his... Uh, employer was concerned was that there was what's known as enhanced maternity pay mm -hmm. um, for the first 14 weeks yeah that would be full pay uh, and then 25 weeks on statutory maternity pay mm -hmm. um, but those taking shared parental leave which he was he was the father mm -hmm would be entitled to 39 weeks 
pay at the statutory rate. Okay. Uh, and essentially, um, as I stated earlier, the first two weeks of maternity leave must be taken by the mother. Mm-hmm. But on medical advice, his wife had been told that she could go back to work, which mm. is what she wanted to do. Mm. And he wanted to start caring for their newborn child after week two. Okay. Uh, and what he was saying to his employer is, I am fulfilling the role as a caring parent. Mm-hmm. If I was on maternity leave, mm. I could expect 14 weeks pay. Yeah. And he accepted, well, the first two weeks my wife has enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I would expect 12 weeks mm. of my contractual pay. Okay. Yeah. And thereafter, go on to the statutory shared parental leave mm. pay. Okay. Um, and essentially, he was comparing himself to, say, a colleague that he would be working with mm-hmm. who would be going on maternity leave. And he was saying, but for the fact that I didn't give birth, mm-hmm. and of course I can't give birth because I'm a man, mm-hmm. so he was claiming direct sex discrimination. Okay. Um, the, the other case... Um, which was heard at the same time, okay. um, was the case of um, Mr. Hextel. Um, he was a police officer, mm-hmm. and uh, in his claim, he said that it's not direct discrimination, but it's indirect discrimination. And okay. w- if the listeners missed uh, earlier today, Dean was very ably describing what is meant by indirect discrimination. Mm. It's when there is some sort of rule, we call it provision, criterion or practice, Mm -hmm. which ostensibly applies to everybody. It doesn't discriminate. But because of the nature of that rule, Mm -hmm. it causes a detriment to a particular group of employees. And the example which I referred to earlier, is if there was a height restriction mm-hmm. on applying for a particular post in a job, yeah. let's just pluck it out of the air, six feet or five feet to 11. Mm-hmm. Statistically, most women are not five the feet height, 11 yeah. or above, mm-hmm. and therefore they would be um, indirectly treated less favorably or mm-hmm. suffer a detriment because they couldn't achieve yeah that that's that criteria, criteria. Yeah. exactly mm-hmm. but in this case um mr hextel's claim was that the decision of his employer i think mm-hmm. it was leicestershire constabulary yeah to only pay the statutory rate for paternity sorry, shared parental leave, Mm -hmm. was a provision criteria in a practice or a rule which indirectly discriminated against him as a man Mm -hmm. um, because there are fewer same-sex couples. Mm -hmm. It's normally a man who is seeking Mm -hmm. shared parental leave um, and therefore... That provision criteria in the practice was causing him a detriment mm-hmm. um, and to cut a long story short 
having listened to all the various arguments, yeah. the Court of Appeal have said no. <laughs> there is no discrimination here. Okay. Uh, and the the way the rationale behind it is that it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman seeking shared parental leave, mm. you will get treated the same. Yeah. Uh, and that the argument that um, the individual seeking shared parental leave who mm -hmm. did not give birth, mm. the argument that they should be compared to a woman who was going on maternity leave mm -hmm. is wrong. And the reason is that you're not comparing like with like. Yeah. Um, the, the arguments that had been advanced were, look, once a mother who's given birth mm -hmm. has gone beyond two weeks there and for medical reasons mm -hmm. she is away from work yeah the weeks thereafter on maternity leave are principally caring for the child mm -hmm. it's not sort of getting over the after effects of giving birth mm -hmm. and the court of appeal disagreed with that yeah they said that um, maternity leave is is, is almost sacrosanct mm. because um, that process, that bond between mother and baby mm. is unique. Yeah. Uh, and the European directives governing this mm -hmm. have said there's got to be equal opportunities for all, save for this does not prejudice mm -hmm. rules which protect uh pregnant mothers yeah. and employees going on maternity leave mm -hmm. and so essentially the court of appeal said look the european law mm -hmm. upon which our laws are based yeah. <clears throat> these rights that you are seeking to enforce are based mm -hmm. states quite clearly mm. there's got to be equal opportunities obviously between men and women mm. but that does not prejudice the protection which is afford, afforded mm. um, for mothers who are pregnant going on maternity leave. Yeah. And, and so, and there are various caveats in the statute which reinforce that, mm. which they relied on. And therefore, um, to cut a long story short, the Court of Appeal said, I'm very sorry, mm. Mr. Ali, I'm very sorry, Mr. Hextall, mm -hmm. but there has been no discrimination here. Mm. So in both cases. Yeah. Mm. And, and there was a, a, another interesting aspect to it. Um, in cases, in appeals, mm -hmm. they can, um, a, a third party can ask to be joined into the litigation called an intervener. Mm. And um, in this case, there was an intervener um, on behalf of... I'm just trying to find... No, that's fine. Just one second. Dean Riley, he's looking. Do you want to... Working families. Oh, carry on. Working, Working families, yeah. okay. Um, who support um, pregnancy, maternity mm. rights. Mm -hmm. The concern was that if employers are made to match... Uh, the of rights of, of mothers in yeah. maternity pay with mm -hmm. shared parental leave, that there might be, instead of raising the pay for parental leave, there might be, uh, uh, in effect, a try, uh, an, an attempt to reduce mm. 
maternity yeah. leave pay mm-hmm. um, in order to pay for mm-hmm. the, the fact that shared parental leave will enjoy the same um, revenue or mm. wage mm-hmm. as if you were went on maternity leave and mm-hmm. they were concerned about this. Um, an interesting argument. Yeah. It's gone to the House of Lords. Mm. The, the point that I think... I, I'm not sure how to put it in, in legal terms. Yeah. But one of the things which has been voiced on more than one occasion in recent times is the fact that um, women in professions in work Mm -hmm. are either hitting glass ceilings or they are not progressing to uh, the stages of um, development in their chosen job Mm -hmm. because they have to take time off in order to have a family, which is their choice, of course. But if you saw shared parental leave as a mechanism whereby a mother who wanted to pursue her career mm-hmm. and asked her partner, look, I feel fit and able and I want to go back to work yeah. after two weeks. Mm. I can continue my career. And would you come in and care for our son and daughter? Yeah. That would assist in that mm. objective. Mm. But there are very few families I can imagine who, when they come to do their monthly budget, would yeah. say, yes, but if I do that, I go back to the pay I'm receiving anyway yeah. because I'm on maternity leave mm-hmm. and I get my contractual pay. But if my partner is going to come in and do shared parental leave, yeah. she or he is going to drop from what their contractual pay is down mm. to the statutory minimum. Yeah. Uh, and I just wonder, is there scope in, mm. in these circumstances to, mm. to, to say that there's some sort of more a public policy mm. to be addressed? Maybe it won't be the law courts that can address it. Maybe it'll have to be Parliament yeah. and a statutory instrument or exactly. a new Act of Parliament. But it's something that struck me mm. was an added dimension to this since... The fact that is that men can't give birth. Mm. Well, not yet, and I doubt it in my lifetime. (laughs) Um, Women who choose to have a family will be absent from work. But if there are facilities which, by their choice, not enforcing anything, Mm -hmm. they decide to cut short the extent of maternity leave to pursue a career, and that that is somehow neutralised or undermined by the fact that the, the household budget mm-hmm. will be hit pretty drastically if you choose to exercise mm-hmm. that. That must be working against yeah. one of the objectives. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it's fair, personally? Once, once When you saw the judgment, what was your I think le- legally yeah. it's absolutely watertight yeah. because it's based uh, going back to the two directives which are pertinent. Mm-hmm. The, um, essentially, I, I'll paraphrase, but protection of pregnancy workers directive um, and equal opportunities directive that -hmm. they are the um, principal uh, legislative documents Mm. upon which our statutes and statutory instruments are based 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the case law arising from them in the European court also informs that. So I, I can't criticise mm. the decision. Difficult, yeah. Because I, I think essentially a man is not, cannot compare himself or, no, that's not correct, a man or woman who yeah. has not given birth, birth yes. cannot compare themselves to a woman who has given birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in discrimination cases, you're always drawing a comparison. You're saying, I'm being treated less favourably than, mm-hmm. and you have to compare yourself to somebody. And, in, yeah. and the cases being brought in this case, in these two Court of Appeal cases, mm-hmm. was two men saying, had I been a woman, had I been on maternity leave, mm-hmm. I would have got contractual pay. Yeah. But they can't say that because that, that they will never give birth. Experience, yeah. 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 But um, I think as far as whether... I mean, this is, I suppose, difficult for a, a man mm. who will never have to take time off, essentially, yeah. to give birth. But mm-hmm. if you asked um, people who want to have... Uh, women who want to have a family but also want to pursue a career, mm-hmm. I think you're... Your question would be better directed mm, to them. Get some females on the panel. Yeah, and say <laughs> and say to them, what do you think? Yeah. Do you think shared parental leave mm-hmm. should be seen as a mechanism whereby you can pursue your career mm. and you can fulfil your potential and, and your aspirations mm-hmm. as long as you've got a partner who who it, it wishes to 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 take on the caring role mm, mm-hmm. you know. no that's true i think uh, we um this show is going to be live it's currently live on facebook so if there are any female listeners uh considering what shane's just said please mm. do put your views in the comments below and that's something we can mm. or discuss together and see if we can not come to a common ground but at least understand uh well, female's perspective yeah, yeah. yeah i think that's really fundamental because mm-hmm. as i said it's easy for me sitting here mm. as, as a man <laughs> yeah. um, a lot I, I won't ever give birth yeah. and try and pursue my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the circumstances mm. that there might be, there might be no, no women, but there might be many who say, yes, yeah. yes, that is, that is something that mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. I want addressed legally yeah. so that when, after I decide I've had my family, mm-hmm. I haven't lost two, three, five years. Mm. Um, I have been... As a family, we I, I have been um, enabled yeah. to pursue that yeah. career that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dean, do you have anything to add? Clay? Well, to follow on from Shane, you know, I, I kind of share the same views. Mm. It's a legally sound judgment, yeah. but whether it's fit for purpose on where we want society to be mm-hmm. is another story. C- certainly, from a um, uh, you know a solicitor's perspective, mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of companies out there who offer contractual maternity pay, but only statutory parental leave, he'll be jumping for joy. He'll be saying, great, because this is always with the introduction of shared parental leave. It's always been a concern for companies um, in offering enhanced, who who don't offer enhanced pay Mm. in these areas, to... um, have this question over them, hanging over them. Is there is there a um, equality claim going to be coming? So for them, you know, for employees out there, it's good news. Mm. For society itself, I'm not so sure, and that's yeah. probably a much wider debate. Um, 
But I did grab some facts for this mm. just to see what is the effect of this going to be. And yeah. certainly they, they suggest that only 2% now are, since its introduction of uh, shared parental leave mm-hmm. for the reasons that we have spoken about of, you know, livelihoods, can you afford to, to, to take up that option? Mm-hmm. Uh, only 2% now do apply for that. Oh, wow. um, so, you know, for this introduction of this legislation, mm. it hasn't really addressed it. Now, I was looking at the timetable for the European Union just to see where movement um, was. In, in 2017 and 2018, they had put it up on the, you know, um, a proposal to address this issue mm-hmm. and build it in to cover this. Uh, European Union foresaw this. Um, but I've been led to believe from reading this article here that um, it's now been taken off and no, there's no political agreement. So I don't mm. see for the foreseeable future mm. any change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should also note that this is probably going to go to the Supreme Court, yes. you think? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see and it'll probably be the, the full court mm-hmm. who make a decision. Yeah. Uh, in raising the questions that we have, um, I wouldn't want anyone to think that we as lawyers are not alive to um, the, the problems that employers might face mm-hmm. um, if they were required to step up and pay um contractual pay when shared parental leave is taken mm-hmm. i know that i think dean you you looked up there are a few employers already doing this i know yeah. the nhs are doing it um again for a limited number of weeks but nevertheless um, they are uh openly stating that's what they're doing it's price waterhouse cooper uh yeah price waterhouse cooper and yeah. um, o2 as well yeah. okay um but I can imagine if you're a, a small business and thinking, how am I, how am I going to mm. fulfil this obligation? Mm-hmm. But it, it really comes down to what do you want uh, as, a, as a society? Yeah. But also, surely there must be some mechanism whereby we can make this happen, mm. maybe some assistance from the state, I don't know, yeah. in order that employees can fulfil what I see as, as a... Um, of a forward-looking law, mm. but at the moment it seems to be stumbling over the, the practical realities of paying for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, probably on one final footnote, really, yeah. to add, um, America seems to be ahead of us on this. Oh, in what sense? Uh, they, at, the, at this moment in time, um, m- majority of large corporations are offering up to four months to, to the men to take um, as leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you compare that to where we are now, you know, mm-hmm. it, is, it is potential out there and, you know, other countries are looking at it and we should look to see if we can adopt it ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is a live matter, um, so we'll have to wait and see if it does go up to the Supreme Court, what the outcome is going to be and what the future is for shared um, paternal parental sorry third time parental leave um for both partners um so we have discussed quite a lot thank you so much shane and dean for joining me um this is the ask your lawyer segment we are on facebook live so please again uh 
let's discuss the matter in the comments especially we want to hear from a female's um, perspective so thank you for joining us we will be back next week um, and hopefully we'll be able to discuss more on employment coming up um, if you would like to have if you have any questions go on our Facebook live or you can send us a message on inspirefm.co.uk thank you for joining us and good evening Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.